Porch Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode number 87, and welcome to my front porch. I don't welcome you all enough to my front porch. I'm sitting out here on the front porch. It's a little toasty out here in Southern California, but some of you are in Arizona, and it's a lot hotter there, or Texas. Guys in Texas and Oklahoma, I don't get it. Like, it's awesome there. I know uh, there's some amazing things in Texas and Oklahoma, but holy humid. It is so humid there. Uh, also in Florida. I've been to Florida. It's really humid there. Man, you, those of you on the southern states, God bless you. It's humid. It's not just hot. It's just like humid. Uh, but I will say it's very beautiful. I've been there. It's glorious. Uh, I hope you all have found a front porch there, uh, but you go early in the morning uh, where you don't just sweat constantly. Uh, anyway, just uh, wanted to say welcome. Welcome to episode 87. Welcome to my uh, front porch here where I get to really see all of God's beauty all around. These little hummingbirds have been zipping around. Uh, these crows come around. They're a little annoying, uh, but I still like to watch them interact with one another. Uh, recently, I've had a mouse, or not a mouse. A mouse would be nice. A rat. I, I have all the seed out here for these birds, and a rat's been coming in and stealing it. And to be honest, I thought about killing it. I thought, nah. I think I'm just going to let all of uh, God's creation kind of do its part here. And so I've got a rat out here. I've got some hummingbirds. I've got some crows and some other things. But all in all, welcome to the front porch. Glad you're here. Uh, thank you for all of you who continue to listen and subscribe. It's really helpful and do all your social media magic that you all like to do. Uh, thank you so much for all the support. Also, for those of you who continue to join and donate on uh, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Front Porch Confessional. Really, really appreciate that. They got some goodies for you. Uh, I've been writing some devotionals uh, for each one of these episodes, so I'm really, really excited about some awesome things that are coming um, your way uh, as that relates. The hope is to release a uh, a published version of that devotional. So I'm, I'm working on that. So those donations that you are giving are being able to help me uh, do some investing into that and get that going. So thank you all for being a part of that. The passage for today is John 10, 11. John 10, 11. And uh, John is uh, by far my favorite gospel writer. He, um, he has historically been known as the eagle, which means he starts off his narrative of in the beginning was the word and the word is with God and the word was God, right? And then, so that's kind of like an eagle that soars really high. And then we see in John's gospel that Jesus, God comes to us, Jesus, the son, Emmanuel, God with us. And then he comes in and he meets with us one-on-one, like the woman at the well, like Nicodemus, like all throughout, like the upper room discourse where he sits down and he eats with the disciples. Like this is what John's doing, like where an eagle would come really, really near to earth. Uh, So John is a a very personal writer, but he also is trying to say, Jesus is God. And this is what he says. uh, Jesus is saying this, John is writing it. I am the good shepherd And the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Um, I've told you a lot about the trauma, uh, if you've listened for any period of time, the the trauma that I've gotten to be a part of um, throughout my life. I mean, I've told you about my parents' divorce. Uh, I've told you about my son, Cooper, 
and um, his cancer for three and a half years. I've told you about our daughter, Mika, who we adopted. I've told you about ministries that I've started and I've shut down. Um, have um, talked to you about my own battle with cancer and how God miraculously healed me. Uh, but one I haven't shared, and I actually haven't shared it a lot, um, is uh, four years ago. Uh, a little, it's not yet four years ago, but close. Um, in the month of September, so this upcoming September here, uh, it's July right now uh, of 2020. Um, four years ago, um, my wife uh, kind of felt a lump on her breast and she went in and um, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so we had just moved here uh, to Southern California from Phoenix. Uh, we had just gotten done uh, with Cooper's treatment of cancer. And we had just really recently adopted Mika. So a lot of change, both good and bad. And, uh, and uh, so we get this diagnosis, I mean, literally two months into moving here um, to Southern California. And we're just like, what the heck? You know, what is going on? And so I remember just kind of sitting in the doctor's office with her and, and she came back um, you know, they told her, said, okay, we need to do one more test. And so they bring her back into the room. This was the one to kind of say what form of it. And they come, she comes out and she kind of shakes her head. You know, everyone's kind of looking around. We get in the car and we drive off and she said, it's gone. And I said, what happened? She goes, the lady literally looked at me and said, I never get to do this. Uh, but you don't have breast cancer. It's just gone. And it was like this, again, this is not the first time this has happened to Patty and I. This, but it was just like, we felt the goodness of God. Just his guiding, his leading. It's like he had an arm around us and he's like, I got you. And if you remember anything about the story about my life and about my recent diagnosis in December of cancer and how God did almost the exact same thing to me. The constant theme around my life that I have negated to see and understand is that he is my good shepherd. And I know that's not the case for all of you, that you haven't had those moments where you walked in and they said, you don't have cancer. In fact, you've had the opposite and we have too. And what we've learned in this process, and I hope you're learning as well, is that he's good no matter what. He's the good shepherd in the midst of a really bad diagnosis, and he's the good shepherd in the midst of a diagnosis that says it's gone. We don't, in, in the midst of the miracle. And it's coming to understand that he is leading and guiding us into those places and spaces. And so Jesus is saying to the disciples here and to the people that are listening that he's good. And he's a good shepherd. He's talking about himself. He's talking about God. And what he's saying here specifically about himself is that I'm going to lay down my life for all of you because that's what a good shepherd does. That maybe while we struggle and suffer in this world, that he is going to create a way forward into eternity where there will be no tear, there will be no pain. But here's the interesting thing as I started working through this. 
when things get hard, when things get hard, what we really are asking for is we're not asking for a doctor. Yes, a lot of times we need a doctor. Sometimes we need an accountant, right? That's not all we really need. What we really want is we really want a shepherd, right? We want a shepherd. We need someone to guide us through the, the valley of the shadow of death, right? We need protection. We need a watchman. We need somebody who, who will lay down his life for us, no matter the cost, no matter how costly it is that he will do that. We need someone who will keep us safe. Isn't that what you're asking? Maybe you're going through a really difficult time right now. And I'm so sorry. So many people struggling right now. People are passing away. People are losing their jobs. People are having health scares left and right. We need a shepherd. And Jesus is like, I'm that shepherd. Isn't that what we really want? Isn't that what we're really looking for? So the thing I kept thinking through and processing through is like, and I, I, I'm just telling you, for me, that's what I want. That's what I've come to understand is that I really, really want that. But the, the thing I've been working through, though, well, then, then why do we only call on the shepherd when things get bad? Why do we only call on him when things are hard or difficult or when we're caught in a really precarious situation? Why is it then that we just say, I'll, I need you, I need a shepherd now. But when things are rolling well and things are going good, we're like, I think I'm good. I think I got this figured out. Right. And if you listen to, to the, the last episode, if you listen to episode uh, 86, we, we talked about this idea of like you wanting to be your own God. Right? It's what happens in these times. Like when it's really bad, when it's really hard, oh God, we need you to guide us. We need you to shepherd us. But when it's good, we're, we, we become our own little gods. And we think we can figure it out. We think we're the masters of our own universe. If his leading, guiding, and protection is available all the time, why do we only cry out when we need help? It's available all the time. He's not just saying, I'm the good shepherd when stuff goes wrong. Or I'm the good shepherd uh, when you don't know what to do. He's like, I'm always your good shepherd. I'm always the good shepherd. And I'm always protecting. And I'm always guiding. And I've already laid, my son has laid down his life to bring life to all of humanity. And yet, we just take him when we want him and we reject him when we don't. And here's the thing. <laughs> I love this. This is just rocking my world. He knows this about us. He knows this about us. He knows that's how we live our lives. And he, patiently, he walks alongside of us. And that's why he sent Jesus as the good shepherd to lay down his life for us. He knew we would try to do it on our own. He knows that for so many of you, and me included, that, we're, that we, we're trying to do it on our own. We're trying to be our own gods and figure it out on our own. And he's like, stop it. You can't do it. Literally, we can't do it. All of our plans, 
all of our things are going to continue to fall apart without his shepherding, without his guidance. So Jesus came and laid down his life to make it right. And that's why in Ephesians, it's like none of you can claim that you did anything to deserve grace. None of you. It's a free gift from God. Free gift. And so God's ultimate protection of us was a relational eternity with him. But we can live into that life right now. Right now. So no matter how good you've got it right now, you need Jesus. And no matter how bad your life is right now, you need Jesus. We need a shepherd. We need leading and we need guiding and we need a savior, a shepherd that will lay down his life for ours because we can't do it on our own. Jesus is making a declaration here. In him, we have life and protection, but we need to acknowledge that we need a shepherd and that we need help. Can't you see how much he loves you? Slow down right now, wherever you are right now. If, you, if you're just listening to this and like you're on a jog, just stop right now on the jog. Just stop. If you're driving, keep driving. It's fine. I don't want you to get in an accident. Uh, right? If you're cleaning, just stop right now. God loves you. And he's leading you. And he's guiding you. Receive his shepherding. Receive his love and his sacrifice for you that covers a multitude of sins. Can you see how much he sacrificed you? Can you see it? Can you feel it? Live into it daily. Live into his shepherding of you daily. And you will find life and comfort and peace, and joy, and satisfaction, and wholeness, and health in Him. Because it's only when we allow ourselves to be shepherded that we can see how much we are loved. So why are you resisting His shepherding in your life? Why are you resisting it? Why does it always have to wait until it's bad? Let's embrace it now. Maybe right now you need to go, this is where I need shepherding. And just confess that out to him. Oh God, good shepherd, help us to not just trust, to not just trust, a, to not just trust you to shepherd us into eternity, but in our daily lives and everything we do, we just need you to shepherd us. So continue to be patient with us as we learn and grow and what it means to be led by you. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you and you.